Welcome, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking podcast hosted by Mercy Hernandez and Priya Namar. We're speaking because you've been asking. Join us for a new season as we open up, speak up, and uplift voices everywhere. And of course, all views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the hosts and do not represent any outside entities. We have a lot to say, so let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast. I'm Priya. And I'm Mercy. Welcome, everybody. We're speaking because you're asking. So here's a new topic on one of your questions. Hit it, Priya. Today's topic is the perks of having people in our lives that challenge us. (laughs) We all have tons of those. (laughs) And so to clarify, right? uh Those can be, that could be a boss, that could be a coworker, that could be your, your other half, it could be children, parents, boy, you, you name it, Anybody. I think everybody does. It yeah. could be the guy on the TV that's screaming at you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It could be, uh, yeah, it could be anybody. Okay, so mercy. Absolutely. Okay, so let me start with the first question. Sure. Oh. We're good? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Okay. So do you find challenge is necessary overall to acquire success in different aspects of your life? And I'm going to ask it again because it's such a long question. Okay. So do you find challenge is necessary overall to acquire success in different aspects of your life? That's a yeah. question. Yes. Right? Yes. And yes. And yes. Yes. So that's the only way we're going to grow as people. Right. I agree. But that takes us to a different area of Uh the same topic. So do you find that challenge can be either toxic or productive? Right. So are we lumping these two questions together? Are we doing that? We are. Well, we, because we're saying yes to the first question. Mm -hmm. So that's a yes. And that takes us to our second question, because we already answered the first one. It would be, um, do you find that it's the challenge can be either toxic or productive? Okay. In which case, I would have to answer absolutely, because there are challenges like crazy diets, right? Mm-hmm. That could be so toxic for you, or uh, body shaming, or um, somebody that you know that has a different lifestyle or different eating habits or drinking habits or whatever. And then they kind of challenge you like, Oh, come on, that's all you're going to drink or that's all you're going to. So it could be toxic. Yeah. It can be challenging. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to ask you, Priya, what do you feel about toxic and productive? Like what, what are examples for you? Okay. In your life, Uh, in your personal experiences. Well, I, I definitely, you know, anything that's toxic is it makes you feel bad. It gives you a traumatic response. You get triggered from something. Um, that's the word everybody's using now. You get, just get triggered if it's bad or it's toxic and it's a challenge, but it's not a good one. And of course, a productive one is something that's going to make you think, look inward, be introspective about what the person's saying, or maybe introspective about whatever activity you're doing or dreams, goals, whatever it is, and make you want to change and do better. So something that stops you in your tracks and not, and prevents you from moving forward mentally, physically, emotionally is toxic. Something that 
uh, that that gives you that oomph and that drive to do more and do better is productive. Um, so, I mean, I have, I mean, there's a trillion examples we both have for both of these. <laughs> um, Hit me I, with your, your, the one that comes to your head, you know, the quickest, like what's the one that you feel that was really toxic and maybe you didn't realize it at the time, but there was somebody in your life challenging you in a toxic way. Wow. I, well, I still have people in my life that are toxic, but they're family members and I can't just, they're me. Are they challenging you in a toxic way? <laughs> in a toxic way. And I can't immediately expunge them from my life. Um, so I'm still living, I'm still living in that toxicity and that trauma, but it's also productive for me for, because what I've done is that I've converted that trauma into therapy. So I go to therapy and I see a therapist so I can deal with the toxicity and convert that into productivity. So it really depends on the person and how, so if, if you were talking to old Priya, I would have been swallowed up by it and I would have shut down. I would have, I wouldn't have called you or talked to you for a couple of days. I would have like withdrawn and I would have probably like sunk into some type of you know, dark hole or something, you know, <laughs> and the depression. Right. Um, but Priya that's gone through therapy, Priya that's um, done some work and soul searching knows that these triggers can be dealt with. And these people in my life that challenge me in this toxic way can be dealt with, dealt with in a different way. And it's also made me be introspective about other people. So when people come at me with their toxicity, and they're like, oh, I didn't like what you say, or you said this X, Y, and Z, and this is awful, or they insult me. I know that's probably coming from someplace. There, something's going on with them. What is going on with them to make them come at me and challenge me in this way? So it's caused me to like always think, what's going on with oh, you? you know? I love that. I love yeah. that. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And you, and you're going to get sometimes that toxic um, vibe, right. Or feeling doesn't come so directly. It might come in directly, but it does, it does get to you. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm going to kind of plug this in that in one of our upcoming podcasts, one of the topics that we're going to have is going to be boundaries and boundaries, which is so important is one of the things that I found when I was at my lowest point, um, I feel one of one of my low points, right? But most recent low points um, was the toxic, um, all the toxicity that I was receiving. Mm -hmm. And it was coming from so, so close to me. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, it was combined with mental health issues. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And so I had to separate the, the mental health aspect from the person that you so love and and somehow still protect yourself so that you don't bring this to those that you love yeah and and, and so I found you know my therapy at the time was through a dear friend and pastor that was in my life at that point for that purpose I feel mm -hmm. because you know it's no longer really relevant at this point but at that point made a, a life-changing difference uh, for me. And it was all about boundaries. And one of the ways that he explained to me how I had to view boundaries, which was a way of keeping the toxic out of not only my life, but those that surrounded me was 
he told me, you have to see yourself as a lamb and your most important, the most important part of your lamb is your spouse and your children. Of course, this is how he was speaking to me. Lamb as in lamb as in sheep. As in, yeah, so as a sheep. Right? Oh, okay. So I'm a sheep. Okay. So this is how he portrayed it. And of course, this is a pastor. So mm-hmm. this is what he used as an example. So he says, you have your spouse, you have your children, and you live in this beautiful little cottage and everything is fine in the world. And all of a sudden, every, you know, or constantly at that point, this wolf would come in. But I knew the wolf because this wolf was um, somebody that was very, very close to me and was part of the family, per se. But it was still a wolf and it was coming and bringing toxic energy and bringing negative and bringing destruction. And the wolf, when he comes towards the sheep, right, it's to kill, to pray, to eat, to to all these terrible things. So he said, you don't have boundaries and boundaries are a little fence. When you build a little fence around your little cottage and now that wolf arrives and there is a fence, you have the choice of whether or not you open the gate. So you open the gate when you're ready. And when you know that that wolf is not hungry, it's not bringing anything negative. And because you don't have a choice because that wolf is part of the family. But if you see that that wolf is coming in that typical light that they are constantly under, which is a negative toxic light, then you keep that gate closed. And he goes, and you don't even need to be by the gate to stop him from coming in. You can technically be inside of your cottage with your family and the gate is way out there and you're just not even going outside to to humor them or to to tell them that they can't come in because you're busy with your family inside. Yeah. And then he also explained there are times where you're going to open the gate because there are sheep coming in. And Mm -hmm. it is once they're inside and you close the gate and they're inside of your home that you realize that they were dressed up as a sheep, but they were really wolves. Yeah. And so what do you do? You surround your own family and, hey, you guys help me get this person outside of that gate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so Mm -hmm. we'll talk more about that, right? When we talk about boundaries and how to set them and how to follow through with them and all that good stuff. But it shows that toxic could be so close to you. And I know that toxic, a toxic person can be a spouse, right? You and I have been blessed with the opposite of that. But there are many people that are in toxic relationships Mm -hmm. and you see it and you see that that pattern of I love you. I hate you. I'm cheating. I'm sorry. I love you. I hate you. I'm cheating. I'm sorry. And it goes on and on Mm -hmm. and it's toxic. And then that just vomits into the offspring. Right. So if you have this toxic relationship and you stay in it for the sake, quote, of the kids, Mm. um, all you're doing is bringing that into the kid's life. And then they're going to think, well, that's the way it is, unless they're smart enough to break the pattern. Mm -hmm. Um, So I find that the challenge of toxic people is huge. And we learn, we need to learn if we find that there's somebody toxic and we cannot separate from them, that we look for help. And help, you know, in your case came from a therapist. In my case came from a pastor. Mm -hmm. In many cases, it can come from a good friend from somebody that's had that experience from a group. Um, so it can come from so many different places. Yeah. But just as a toxic relationship um, can challenge you, so can a productive one. Mm-hmm. 
so can, you know, that either that spouse, <clears throat> excuse me, so can that spouse that tells you, you can do it. You know, you can do it. You know, you have the power to do it. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to her or that one person at work when everybody else is against you and they're there for you. And they're like, come on, you got this. They're just envious, which unfortunately is such a fact that yes. exists out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got this and you can do better or in many cases, a challenge can come from a parent or a child. Mm. I have found that mine is very, very equal. I get challenges a lot from both. But the challenges that I get from my children are extremely productive. Why? Because they make me think. They make me take a step back. They make me want to do better. Uh So if they are challenging me because they're telling me that was wrong, I would, I'm going to learn from it because I need to learn from it. Was Uh it wrong? Are they right that it was wrong? Because not always are they right, of course. So I have to think, damn, was that right? Or was that wrong? Uh And I have to figure it out because I need to go back to them and either tell them, no, no, you're wrong because of X, Y, and Z, or damn, you were right. And I apologize. And I just learned from that. You know, it's funny because a lot of old school thinking, and I've experienced this in my family. Like if you challenge your adults, you're disrespecting them. Right. The so, so yeah. So I think, so going back a little bit to what you said before is that we're, what we're doing is we're breaking generational um, cycles and trauma it's, and yeah. all that stuff and the way of thinking. So by receiving our children like that and being open to what they're saying. And of course you're going to be like in the beginning, but then, of course. Being, then, but then thinking about what they're saying and talking to them about it is breaking that cycle of like, Oh, you're disrespecting me by telling me what to do or telling me this is wrong and blah, blah, blah. Um, and of course, as a parent, you still have to set boundaries with your kids. Cause you don't want them to think that, Oh, they can say anything to you. <laughs> But just being open, just being open and having those conversations is really breaking that generational, you know, muddiness that happens. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we learn, I think we learn from those that challenge us um, in a productive way that sometimes we're not open to receiving and they're right, but we're just not there. Yeah. And then we, you know, we can also learn. I feel we can learn from those that bring toxic into our life. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently had a challenge um, with somebody that was in a friendship circle, right? And the challenge was um, to me toxic because the the comment and the whole conversation was the exact opposite of what the person was saying. Mm-hmm. So if somebody tells you, you know. The green, the grass is blue. The grass is blue. They're showing you a patch of green, but they're telling you the patch is blue. You're like, you know, are you okay? Yeah. So it was a, a, a deep challenge, but, and it was a toxic challenge. And I was able to, to, to stop that, which took me to my boundaries. Right. Mm-hmm. But I learned from it mm-hmm. because I really feel we need to learn from every single challenge. And I thought, you know, okay, let me revisit what I'm doing. And I'm going to kind of sort of listen to what I just heard. Obviously, I'm not going to follow because that was toxic. But 
do I need to go and take a look at what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And can I better what I'm doing, right? Which you always need to do. But if people tell you, oh, you're great. Oh, you're great. Oh, you're great all the time. Then you're not really going to really look into it and see how you can make it better. There's no growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I right. Agree. There's no growth. So sometimes you do need that. You don't need ever the toxic. I take that back. But sometimes the toxic will take you to a better place. Because yeah. you, once you're done with it and you, you know, you close that gate, you learn from it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that I think we can learn from both. And I agree. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was just going to say, you know, that kind of takes us into our last question, which I think we've, we've addressed, but we can maybe touch on a little bit more, yeah. which is uh, who's challenged uh, you the most in your lifetime. And so you don't have to give a name, but <laughs> is well, it, you know, is it a family member? Is it a, a friend? Well, and well, I have, um, two people that have challenged me the most, one in a bad way and one in a good way. And one I already spoke about earlier just now. Um, Well, two people, they're very toxic. Um, But the, I can say without a doubt, the positive is my husband. Like, I feel like, Um, you know, and I'll say his name, Wade. (laughs) He's not in the background. I love you, Wade. (laughs) (laughs) But Wade has challenged me in a positive way. So I, you know, I'll admit it to people like I have a big ass ego and he knows that he has an ego too. And then everybody has an ego, but you know, oh, I, get tripped, yeah. I get tripped up sometimes and it's taken me like a long time to like work through my own shit and like take criticism well and like think about what people are saying and exactly what you were just talking about, yeah, just learning about from it, learning from things and in a better, more productive way. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's challenged me in that way. And um, over the years, you know, I definitely feel like I've become a, better person and a more thoughtful person. And, um, and, and even like, you know, I mean, no relationship is perfect. We have our little moments here and there where I think he's annoying as heck. And I think that happens. (laughs) Of course. And I'm sure it's neutral in any relationship. Um, And we even have this, this thing where like when we work out, so I have an ego about my, my whole workout situation. So I used to be a former athlete. I used to power lift. I used to run track. I used to do all these things when I was younger and I was good at it. And so whenever I get into the gym and I, I, I want to lift and I want to do certain things because that's what I learned. And it made me feel powerful and good and strong. Um, but nowadays when we're in the gym and he gives me any type of tip, it, I immediately go into like, shut the shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about myself, you know? And, um, and, but Jaden's also working out with us right now. So we've been working out since June. So Jaden has always been like my, my, I guess another version of Wade. So I, I will take direction from Jaden. So what, what Wade has learned to do is Jaden, let's, let's clarify that Jaden is your son. My oldest the Wade son. has done the time, but Jaden is getting the credit. Let's just say that. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Mm. So, so Wade will now communicate stuff to Jaden, and Jaden will tell me. So, uh, <laughs> but I know, I, know I, I feel that I, I've been funny there. Thing, so I didn't know how to ride a bike growing up. My 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 mother sort of like was like, forget it. I'm not going to bother finish teaching you. I used to be a roly-poly little girl falling off her bike when I was little. Anyway, so I, I grew up and I wanted to learn, but I didn't want to learn from Wade. I didn't want to take direction from him. So one summer, Jaden was like, mom, I'm going to teach you. 
and Jaden taught me how to write a book because I was able to process. I was having fun. It was my kid. Like, oh, now I just feel bad for Wade. Yeah, you know. (laughs) And Jaden totally taught me how to ride a bike before I turned forty. But um, now with the gym, like Jaden is like hardcore. Like we gotta eat healthy. We gotta work out. I mean, homeboys lost like over sixty pounds. And I'm trying, I'm like, you know, squeaking away with my little 10 pounds that I've lost in four months, but he's like hardcore, progress right? It's just progress. Really good progress. And he's constantly like trying to give me advice. It's all coming from a good place, but I've had Holy a couple of moments where Jaden's just like, what are you doing? What are you eating? And I'm just like, how dare you? Mind your business. <laughs> I'm the I mom. Mind your here. business. I need boundaries here. I'm your, I'm still your mom, you know? But they both challenge me in really phenomenal ways. And I mean, all, all three of my kids challenge me in different ways, but that's been the, the biggest thing right now um, with the working out and healthy eating. And it's good because it just keeps me, um, keeps me in line and keeps me my diet in line <laughs> and my mental in line and all that stuff. And working out is just Absolutely. Um, So yeah, so it's my, my husband, my son, my kids. And then of course I have toxic family members that they can just kick it, you know, like kick rocks or something. (laughs) So what about you? What are, who are the people in your life? Um, So yeah, I think in my life, I would say my girls have absolutely challenged me the most um, in very positive ways. I've learned a lot from them and um, you know, it's been obviously very mutual but they've challenged me in ways I never thought I'd be challenged. And they've um, made me see things I never thought I'd see and made me see myself in a light I never thought I was in. So I think they have most definitely been my biggest challenge um, in a very, very positive way. You know, I, I wouldn't even know where to even start from, from day one. I was challenged. Uh, my my oldest one, Raquel, um, as a baby, was very hyper, um, you know, very gifted, ADHD, all over the place, <laughs> and it was it was just crazy. Um, she was, I think, ten months, about ten months old, and she already knew how to get out of her crib, jump out, and take off. Dang. Uh, yeah, she was always a, a challenge, a great challenge because she was so ahead of the game, right? Yeah. Um, I remember at one point, Billy was downstairs, my husband, and he was supposed to be watching her because I was working from the uh, home office upstairs. And I see her and she had to be maybe seven or eight months at that point. And I see her crawling right next to my leg and I freak out and I look around and my husband's nowhere to be found. I look like down the stairway and I hear him on the phone and I'm like, babe. He's like, yeah. I'm like, where's Raquel? And I hear him like, she's right here. Like I hear him like running as he's saying it. Well, she's right here. But he's like running around. And I'm like, really? Because she's with me right now. He's like, oh, damn, she's so fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was, you know, from day one. Um, And I had a lot of different challenges. Again, with all, but then when my second one came around, I... My, my biggest challenge was with the pediatrician because she had health issues mm. and my pediatrician kept telling me over and over again that it was my head. It was all in my head. What? I was my kids and she was perfectly fine. What? And she had 
yeah, she was complaining of stomach aches and she had just started kindergarten and he kept telling me she just doesn't want to go to school. And I would tell him, it's not that I know my daughter and she loves going to school. These are, you know, these are true stomach aches. I mean, she just bends over and is on the floor crying that her stomach hurts after breakfast every day. And at night she coughs the whole night, something's off. And he kept telling me, no, no, no. And I went, this is, you know, back in 1990, probably, probably 98 or 2000 in that period of time, I went to the Barnes and Nobles that was, you know, in our town. And I just started researching and reading and reading and reading what we would now do on Google. I was doing mm-hmm. old school <laughs> and I was looking through, through all this research. And I realized, wait a second, this illness right here was GERD at the time, right? Or Ooh. it might still be GERD, but it, it was GERD and all, it was textbook, like literally mm-hmm. every single symptom that it said was a symptom of GERD was what Samantha was experiencing. So I got not one, but five or five or seven of the books that had that. And I put the bookmark. I went, I bought all these books and I went straight to the pediatrician and I go, this is what she has. Look at all of these books, these books, look at all of the symptoms. This is what my daughter has. So I need a referral from you to take her to a gastroenterologist. He tells me, you're crazy. I'm telling you, mind you, I had a a friendship relationship with this doctor. I knew him before he was my pediatrician. So we, yeah. we had a, an open relationship. He goes, Mercy, you're crazy. I'm telling you, it's in your head. She's playing you. But hey, if it makes you happy, here's the referral. But you're going really against my will because I don't think she has anything. Mm-hmm. And GERD is like winning the lottery. Like the chances of a kid having it are rare to none. I'm like, all right, thank you for the referral. I'm out. I went to Miami Children's Hospital and I go with my seven books like a like a beast I'm like ready to kill the doctor because I'm gonna tell what my daughter has yeah and I'm aggressive and I'm red and I'm angry and I'm like it which is so unlike me because I'm a very mellow person but I was ready to kill mm-hmm. and I walk in with Samantha in the stroller and the books and the the carriage of the stroller and I sit there and the doctor comes in all nice and he's like how are you I'm doctor blah 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 I'm like yeah well let me tell you he goes well I was just reading her chart and it seems like Samantha has GERD. And I'm looking at him like, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> it was a very common thing in pediatrics. Oh. I'm like, wait, what? What? Because I was just told that was like winning the lottery. The chances were rare. Yeah. And all these things. He goes, no, no, quite the contrary. He goes, mm-hmm. a lot of children go misdiagnosed. And so this is what we're going to do. I'm going to give you not only all these different tests, which turned out in years of research and a lot of medication and just a very long story, but he also gave me a referral at that point to go to a pulmonologist because the acid that had been neglected out of this GERD that she was experiencing in her, um, in her stomach, those gases were going towards her lungs. So now she had asthma. Oh, no. So yeah, so talk about challenges, challenges from a doctor who's a professional, challenges towards your children and believing your children, um, and and the power of of persistence, right? And knowing that your gut is right. So you know, I found those challenges, and and then later on in life, those challenges, you know, took me to different things because Samantha is very mindful of her eating habits. So Samantha would be having carrots with broccoli and a piece of fish, and I was having a Pop-Tart. 
And she would look at me, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's junk, that's processed, that's sugar, that's not even food. It's just like putting crap in your body. So the challenges, I think, you know, go with every season in our life and with every person that's really close to us. Yeah. Um, So there's so many different challenges. And then, you know, my youngest one um, turned out to, she was just born an old soul. Mm -hmm. And she would do things that would just blow my mind. She was, you know, a a kid. I mean, she must have been three or four. And she would just answer the house phone. And back then, you had caller ID and a house phone. And the caller ID would tell you, um, Georgina Hernandez is calling, right? My mother-in-law. Yeah. So I would see it. I'm like, well, Billy, your mom's on the phone. So (laughs) answer the phone. And he's like, well, well, can you get it? Because I'm really busy. (laughs) <laughs> your mom's on the phone and so Lauren would pick up the phone because she was an old soul the other two oblivious to the whole thing that's happening but mm-hmm. Lauren would pick up the phone hi grandma this is Lauren my mom doesn't want to talk to you so she didn't <gasps> answer the phone oh snap like that oh I'm gonna talk to you and my dad's really busy but he does want to talk to you so he's gonna finish because he's in the bathroom pooping and he's gonna um come to the phone in a little <laughs> while but so I answered so how are you those are those were my challenges she was always so ahead and no filter she just told you whether you liked it or not Lauren told you hey you know black is black and white is white whether you like it or not and so I've had a lot of challenges yeah (laughs) that's so classic kids are kids are so like that they open up their mouths and say shit when they're not supposed to oh my god that's so funny Mm-hmm. makes you think twice like damn I, yeah. I gotta answer the phone <laughs> so yeah so yeah. I mean you know a lot of challenges a lot of good stuff a lot of bad stuff but I think um you know to wrap it up if we can grow from it and if we can ultimately learn or take every opportunity to try to learn something from it mm-hmm. I think all will be so much better yeah and you know yeah. challenges just make you stronger no matter what they absolutely. are bad good. absolutely they make you stronger, more resilient, and more aware of what's happening. So if it's toxic, yeah. then you're more aware of like, okay, this is not something that that is right for me. You know, I just need to right. make some boundaries, which you'll hear about in another podcast. In another podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So definitely stay tuned with us. You know, mm-hmm. our um, podcast always lead us to, to more questions. Every single podcast that we record is based on topics that you're asking us about. So if you have any more questions or any topics that you want us to to discuss, then you know, let it let us know because we'll be happy to and definitely let us know about it. Yep, let us know who challenges you in your life and yes. how is that going? <laughs> is it bad? <laughs> it's good. Um, and we all have it. We all have it. You're not alone. I mean, we all go through ups and downs, and that's just life, pretty much. So, thank you, thank you all for listening. Make sure you like, share, follow, subscribe, and. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast with Mercy and Priya. And we're speaking once again because you're asking. So we wish you all a great week and we will see you next Friday with a new topic. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everybody.